Hypers, welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper RPG. Hi. Damn, I'm so like I feel glad to be after back. That one. Oh yeah, you should. You should be fucking clapping. You've been clapping every week. Damn it. I know, right? Who do you think you are? Let's clap, guys. Let's clap. Let's just clap. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, super excited to be here. We had a really successful live stream last week. I was super, yeah, super proud yeah, of how cool. well that went. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, was fun. Really cool. Um, that was fun. The reception we got was really, really good. Thank you guys so much for liking the video, sharing the video, for commenting on the video. A lot of good stuff in the comments. Um, and a lot of enthusiasm about you guys really liking it. We hope to be able to do it more often. Um, it's something that, you know, we kind of have to plan around it because everybody's got different work schedules and stuff. But if you guys really like it, we'll continue doing it. And we can't thank you guys enough for all the tips that we got in the super chat. Yeah. Uh, really nice of you guys to tip and ask questions and a really nice opportunity to interact with all of yeah. you and uh, yeah. just having a good time talking yeah. about the things we love. That was a lot of fun. That was I feel like I feel like that YouTube community that we had was pretty good. Yeah. We didn't have like a lot of trolls in the chat. No. It seemed like everybody was really cool in the chat. So, yeah. That was that was fun. I'd yeah. be down to do it again and make it maybe a regular thing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. And then on Sunday we did the I Oscar did viewing yeah. party. Cameron and I and Malika was here. Uh, Elizabeth came for a little bit. That was also a great time. What do you think of the show? Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I know a lot of people were writing and saying that it was very predictable, but I but I was actually pretty happy with everybody that won. There wasn't. I was super excited when Roger Deakins won. To me, that was uh-huh. one that I was like, I was really hoping, I was really rooting for him. I was rooting for Guillermo and The of Shape course. of Water for Best Picture, but yeah. I was still surprised that it won. Because even though I, sure. I like right. kind of figured, like, I don't think the Academy is going to pick Get Out. Yeah. Even though I think it it's my personal favorite and should have won. Mm. I don't think that they were going to pick three billboards because I'm like, well, that's like the opposite of Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that they would want that controversy of like, you guys didn't pick Get Out, so you're going to pick yeah. the one where like, it's white people solving racism, but not really. Like, don't do that. So I think they were like, mm, let's play it safe and pick Shape of Water, which is this fantastical, I mean, you know, but still kind of about racism. That's not even playing it safe, though. That's a fish sex movie. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, it's... <laughs> Sexy think, time with the fish. You know, I, the, greatest, I think... the greatest fish sex movie of all time. Exactly. The fish exactly. The fish Take that, Splash. Movie. Get out of here, yeah. Splash. Yeah, I mean, I was really happy with all the results. I was yeah. I, Because I was sort of in the same boat. I thought... That because of the trend, I thought three billboards had the greatest chance of winning. Mm-hmm. But I personally wanted either Get Out or Shape of Water to win. Those Same. are my two yeah, favorite movies. I, I wouldn't have been mad if Shape, Shape of Water took it. It was a mm-hmm. big night for Mexico, but yeah, I it mean, great. it ended up turning a big night for Mexico. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if Shape of Water would have, I'm sorry, if, if Get Out would have taken mm-hmm. it, I would have been just as I'm happy. I'm really happy mm-hmm. that Jordan Peele ended up walking away with a Best Original Screenplay Oscar. Yeah. And I think what he mm-hmm. said in the speech was so, it's so impactful and I think so meaningful. You know, he said he yeah. quit. He tried to write the script 20 times. He yep. quit. He didn't think anybody would help him make it. Yep. But he thanked everybody who helped raise his voice to help him make the movie. Yep. And he thanked everybody who went out there to buy a ticket. <sighs> yep. And to me, that... Several times. Sig- yeah, yeah. And to yeah. me, that signals how important it is to go out to the movies and support movies when yep. you can and when yep. they're available. Right now, you know, a big movie that's uh, that's been on my mind today, I saw this morning, was Annihilation. You saw it as well. Written and directed by Alex Garland. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's another movie where it's like... The main the main characters in that movie are five women. They're surrounded by a very diverse cast of men: uh-huh. Oscar Isaac, Ben Juan, David Gassi, and I'm I like, it's, y'all need to go out there and support it if you can. Is it yeah. four women or five women? It's five. It's Jennifer Jason Lee, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, um, um, Gina, Rodriguez. Um, Gina Rodriguez, and Tuvo Novotny. That's five, right? That's a, oh that's yeah, a yeah, yeah, cast right yeah. There. yeah, yeah. She yeah. was good. Yeah. She was good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if the movie's available, yep. like go see it. It's a really good sci-fi movie. Plus, I mean, it's a really great opportunity to support something that's. Not a Marvel, not a DC, not a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think we should just be pushing for diversity in those movies. We should mm-hmm. be pushing for it in all. Across the board. Yeah, Agreed. yeah. And that's a great Agreed. movie to do it. Um, also, we recently partnered with uh, Adam Tickets. We're an official affiliate of Adam Tickets. A-T-O-M. So if you get, exactly. Not, ad, not Adam A-T-O-M, Tickets. The A-T-O-M. Other Adam. Tickets. If you guys want to get okay, tickets. Naeem? <laughs> All right. Naeem's just trying to like Naeem. wind up cables and things no, are happening. He, he dropped some cables and he was just like, Fuck. He's thinking about Annihilation. That's why. The Naeem, movie ended and we were both sitting yeah. there going like, What? Yeah. Naeem looks like uh, what's the, what's that uh, that big hair monster from the Munsters? Wow, cousin it, cousin it, covered in cables, covered right in now. cables, just yeah, covered in cables. Too I don't know cables. if that was an insult wrapped, or a compliment. He's wrapped Naeem. from head it is. to toe in, in <laughs> yeah. microphone auxiliary cables. <laughs> oh boy, and he cannot get out. I wish you guys could see this, but yeah. you know, it's he's a had it with these cables. But guys, if you guys want to get any tickets for the latest movies that are coming out or anything coming out soon, I'm sure we're going to be pimping this out. What's coming out? Infinity War, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, came out. Infinity War, so much. Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp. 
I feel like Hector's going to sit here and name movies and I know, remember right? what's Hector, coming you know, out. You know how Hector feels about his list. Of course. Oh, so we know, low. We know. I don't Come know. On. Deadpool 2. Yeah. Uh, you guys can go yeah. down to the description of this video. Use our link, our special Hyper RPG link. Uh, it helps out the company. It helps us out uh, to keep the lights on, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to support us. Yeah. And if you are a first-time buyer of Adam Tickets, you can use the coupon code SQUAD and get $5 off your purchase. So Squad. thank you, Adam Tickets. And thank you to people who has hit us up and said, "We, I use your code. Yeah. Thank you. Great. It helps cool. us out. It yeah. helps us out. Every little bit counts That's cool. and helps. So thank you guys so much for that. S-Q-U-A-D, SQUAD. That's right. Because mm-hmm. it's from 2016 Suicide Squad. Why not? <laughs> sure. Uh, let's dive into sure the first topic, though. Uh, uh-huh. The first thing we're talking about, breaking news story from today. John Favreau mm-hmm. is going to be executive producing and writing a brand new live action Star Wars TV series. Disney. No release date. Disney. It's going to be distributed to its new digital streaming platform coming out in 2019. <laughs> Y'all got to know what you're doing when you're making these announcements. You're making this announcement on International Women's Day. You yeah. Disney. Somebody must have caught that. That's what's crazy. Like this They is, didn't, though, this because is, they let it out crazy? and didn't make a mention of it. Because this is really cool, exciting news. I well, love John Favreau. Yeah, it's, I love John Favreau. And yeah. you could have done it when it's like we've been told already by this company multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. oh, don't worry. We got people of color and women working yeah. on stuff. We just haven't announced it yet. Well, then fucking announce that shit. <laughs> and we'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait. wait. Like, you got to sandwich it. Be like, oh, here's yeah. this person. And then John Favreau. And here's this person. And then Ryan Johnson has a trilogy. Yeah. And then yeah. here's this person. Like, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Sandwich it in there. I love right. you, baby, yeah. but sandwich it. Yeah. Make a nice little on? Neapolitan sandwich. Oh, ice boy. cream. So this is the quote from Kathleen Kennedy regarding this announcement. I couldn't be more excited about John coming on board to produce and write for the new direct-to-consumer platform. John brings the perfect mix of producing and writing talent combined with a fluency in the Star Wars universe. This series will allow John the chance to work with a diverse group of writers and directors and give Lucasfilm the opportunity to build a robust talent base. Which, that part of the quote... Mm-hmm. Look, I'm already on board for John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau was he's one of the great. guys who was rumored to come on board and do Episode Seven. Yeah, he's been he's obviously very closely tied to Lucasfilm because of his involvements with Disney. Yeah, you know he had the Jungle Book come out, which was a massive hit. He's doing the Lion King, which comes out next year, which apparently is amazing. Which I mean, I'm sure it's going to be amazing yeah. if Jungle Book was any sort of like test for that yeah. movie or yeah. any sort of first step of what yeah. they could do. So it makes perfect sense that he's going to be involved in Star Wars. He has a, I think he has a small little brief cameo or role in the Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. He's done a voice, I think, on Star Wars The Clone Wars. So he's very involved with Star Wars. So i already on board for that. Mm-hmm. But to me, the important part of this quote is Kathleen Kennedy saying yeah. that this gives us the chance to work with a diverse group of writers and directors because I think that's the biggest thing right, that people right. immediately bring up is y'all appointed another white man yeah. to make a Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Where are the women at? Where are the, di- where's, where are the diverse people at? Why yeah. can't we have more than just that? And from from that perspective, I completely understand the criticism because yes, we had the creators of Game of Thrones, Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. and now John Favreau, mm-hmm. Ron Howard, and all the other previous directors. From the business side, I also understand why Disney did this. Mm-hmm. But we also and we also don't know whether or not this was pitched to Favreau or yeah. he pitched it to them mm-hmm. yeah. because we've heard things that Kathleen Kennedy has been meeting with a bunch of diverse filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have been coming to their offices apparently. So this gives me hope that, yes, even though John Favreau is going to be executive producing and writing, we don't know if it's a pilot or if it's a little season. Mm-hmm. My hope is that at Star Wars Celebration or some upcoming convention that they announce, hey, we said we're going to do a Star Wars live action show for our direct-to-consumer platform. Mm-hmm. Here's the director of the pilot and have it be yeah. somebody that's not John Favreau. Yep. Yep. That's a, and like, roll it out. Roll well, it yeah, out. I, well, I think that's, that's why they didn't. Uh, they didn't announce him as director, basically. Yeah. They're like, this guy's going to be taking the, the helm, but I'm sure that he, he seems like the type of guy that really kind of knows what he's doing at this yeah. point. Like, he's hit a, a pretty good stride in his acting career and his writing career that I feel like he's kind of easy to work with. He jump-started the Marvel Cinematic Universe, too. Exactly. I mean, like, he, Iron Man 1 was yeah. amazing. Yep. But I've never heard any real negative things said about John Favreau. No, like working I so yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the type of guy who's... Willing to take critiques, willing yeah. to to input like any other creative kind of juices that people can put in there to make a better product. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, what this means is that yeah, John Favreau is going to be writing and producing a lot of this stuff, but the directing talent that they got is right. really going to kind of run the show. And we all know? know from Marvel and Disney all that stuff, it it has to be collaborative. Yeah, you yeah. can't mm-hmm. just have one voice really sort of 
be the only voice that leads the whole thing. Right, even exactly. for the movies, even exactly. though like Ryan Johnson, you know, writer director of Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, you brought up a good thing, uh, an interesting story a couple of weeks back where you were talking about how he asked J.J. Abrams, "Hey, you think of, instead of BBA, you can put R two D two in there because yep. I want to do more with R two right, Luke." Right. Yep. So. It, I think I think it'll hopefully hopefully being optimistic it'll hopefully work yeah. out in like the a, end for like them. a huge collaboration basically exactly yeah. and I think they need that I, I, <laughs> there's no way you you come out and you make this announcement on International Women's Day <laughs> and not know the impact <laughs> that it's going to have after hearing that kind of criticism specifically over the past couple months right, yeah. and years that's the, yeah. that's a kind of frustrating thing but yeah. um but I think you're absolutely right Adam it's it's looking at that silver lining it's looking at you know when they do announce what the show format's going to be. If it's going to be like eight episodes right. of a live action Star right. Wars show, live action does that mean like thirty minutes or, yeah. or like an hour show? Yeah. It's probably going to be like an hour drama, probably, right? Probably, maybe yeah. like eight, thirteen episodes, like we're used to on a Netflix yep. thing. Can you imagine thirteen new hours of live action Star Wars? This isn't Wars. animated. No, yeah, this is live action, That's and not it's look, like even if it was animated, I'd be all for it. Oh, for Rebels sure, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. But that, but uh, you know, with the caliber of John yeah. Favreau to come out and be like, I'm kind of spearheading this. I'm show running this, and here's our 13 directors. Yeah. And right, here's our right. 13, like, here's our That's, writer's room. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here's our writer's exactly. room. And the exciting thing is going to be with whatever they're cooking up to get different kinds of voices and perspectives and directors and producers that yeah. we're not used to seeing what they're going to be able to do once they get their hands on Star Wars right, for right, a specific right. episode. There'll be moments where John will go, you know, we had this idea for this one episode yeah. and then we had this female director come in and they brought this thing to the project. Yep. We would have never thought of this. Yeah. This is awesome. Exactly. And it's exactly. in the Star Wars universe. You know, we, we came up with the story. Then we had these, you know, these two directors come in and do this. And it's instantly canon. And they're back. Yeah, yeah their right. background is, exactly. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, these, this director's black or this director's Latino or whatever. And look at what kind of stuff they brought to the sort right. of world of right. yeah. the yeah. same thing as having Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman, Ryan Coogler on Black mm-hmm. Panther. You know, mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a thing. It's mm-hmm. established. Yeah. And there are still within that incredible world that has been built right. so many different angles and so many different stories you can tell. Here comes Ryan Coogler, and he's like, I'll tell the story of me from Oakland. It's like, right, and exactly. that fit into the most epic shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so not even, not even just him from Oakland, but also Ta-Nehisi Coates' is writing that yeah. highly influenced the world. And Brian Stelfish's art that yeah. highly influenced the world, too. It's like... Yeah. It's coming with this tidal wave yeah. of energy, and and a person like Ryan Coogler can bring all that kind of stuff. You know what to that it. makes me think of? It's like, man, the live action Star Wars world is is ripe for more stuff being pulled from like their comics. Yes, the exactly. same way the Marvel movies do. Yeah. Like the, the, some Star Wars yeah. Marvel comics are so good, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. what if they did some shit? You know, mixing it up with that era. What exactly. if they pulled some stuff from the Poe Dameron comic, or from right. the Darth Vader mm-hmm. comic, or mm-hmm. from all these different places? It's just so exciting, and it is just a little bit of a bummer that it's like. It's this pitch. It's like, John Favreau, that's great. He says mm-hmm. a great quote about being so excited about mm-hmm. it. It's it's awesome because he is a fantastic director, great right. writer. <clears throat> like, can't wait to see this. Right. It's just a bummer that it's not like, and here's 13 directors, right. and yeah. they're super yeah. cool, you know, yeah. to, to have that behind and, it. And that's also the thing, too. It's when So I, I do like that you can have a different director for every episode, which is great. Yeah. But I've noticed that sort of in the TV landscape, sort of how we have – how we had um, – Kevin Smith directed an episode of The Flash. Right. Mm-hmm. The only reason we would have really known without looking at the credits is because he made it a big deal. True. Right. You know, True. he came out and he said, I've always wanted to do this, and they finally gave me an opportunity. Yeah. But for any other director, like, do you know anybody that's directing TV episodes that's like TV directors don't get that kind yeah, of Yeah, they don't get that kind of I gotta point out. I cannot, it's a bummer because I can't recall any of their names off the top of my head, but mm. Jessica Jones, season two. Yeah. Yeah, came out and they're like every one of our directors for each of our thirteen episodes mm-hmm. is going to be a female director. Yep. And they recently had this awesome thread that they threw up on Twitter where like each episode had this cool art attached mm-hmm. to it, and they're like, and this is who wrote it, and this is who's directing it. It's yeah. this really cool, just something them highlighting yeah, the team behind exactly. each episode. Exactly. And that's the kind of thing that they could do for a Star Wars live action yes, thing. They could. And people would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for better or worse, paying the most attention just because it's Star Wars. Right, oh, for exactly. Sure. So, exactly. Plus, plus using using the digital the new digital platform, it's a really good marketing business tactic. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot of people to sign up Absolutely. for it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, sure. And the thing that John Favreau said was, if you told me at 11 years old that I'd be getting to tell stories in the Star Wars universe, I would not believe you. I can't wait to embark upon this exciting adventure. And I mean, that's what you want. You want you want that. And it was I was a little bummed because there was an interview with Ava DuVernay while she was doing the press junket for... A Wrinkle in Time, and I think it was Collider. I think Perry asked, uh, if you had to choose between Star Wars or Marvel, which would you want to direct? And she said, neither. Mm-hmm. And 
I think a lot of times too, and like we've had these conversations, we try to pitch. I'd love to see Ava DuVernay or Ryan Coogler or this director or that director, this mm -hmm. director. A lot of times those directors don't even necessarily yeah. want to do They're it. They're not into it. Mm -hmm. You and can't force them. And I wouldn't I wouldn't want people to go online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and put yeah. pressure and say, yeah. you got to do it, you got to do it. Gotta... Those directors are going to direct whatever they want and whatever they're passionate mm -hmm. about. Right. Ava DuVernay turned down Black Panther because it wasn't the Black Panther movie that she wanted to make. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even like if you watch Michael B. Jordan on that episode of Hot Ones, mm -hmm. he's asked a question on like what what makes you or what do you like and what you do you dislike about the superhero community? Yeah. And he was like, I like that people are on their game and know their stuff. But he says that it's also kind of scary to have like huge throngs of people. Yeah. And it's, it's something you have to think about when you're entering this community. It's like, yeah, we have people who are rational and think about things like that. But then you also have like the super rational side that like, just likes to call out other people's bullshit or yeah. not even bullshit, just likes to start bullshit yeah. Yeah. because, you know, they don't agree with something. So right. it's a it's a weird universe to jump into. And I really don't blame people for not wanting to jump into it. It's, you know, it's 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 a big undertaking. And I yeah. think even especially when it's a saga movie, yeah, you're exactly. dealing with the, the continuation of the Skywalker story. Right. right. I would imagine that's very intimidating. But if it is a one hour show, then maybe somebody like Ava DuVernay or, you know, yeah. Ryan Cougar, they'd be like, yeah. OK, this is something I can sort of like wrap yeah. my head around. And it's it's not me having right. to set up a whole universe. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is a story. This is where A to B. And I just right. need to help fill in one of the spots of that right, story. Right. And, I think, and then I'll do my thing. And yeah. Then, and yeah. I think maybe yeah. that's a little less intimidating. But yeah, I think, it absolutely is. To bring it back to the Oscars, I think a really cool side effect that I think is a, a, another huge reason why it's important to have different types of people behind the scenes mm -hmm. is, that, uh, is um, that Jordan Peele himself said watching... Whoopi Goldberg win an Oscar for ghost, and yeah. say at the Oscars, you can achieve your dreams. You can, yeah. she was talking to little black kids, yeah. made him think that he could do it someday. And eventually he delivered to us the movie get out. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like, if we have really cool, diverse talent behind the scenes and they're able to bring these kinds of perspectives and they're able to be recognized and awarded for it. If they're doing Star Wars now, that means 20 years from now, there's going to be more women, more people of color into Absolutely. Star Wars Absolutely. because it should be for everyone. And not base, just yeah. Star Wars, but all of these types of movies. Yeah. These, you know, mm -hmm. like again, Ava might not have been wanting to do Black Panther, but right mm -hmm. now there's a little eight year old girl who went and saw that movie and she's like, I, I would, one. she's like, I would yeah. kill to direct I a movie in Wakanda. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, that's the, that's the point. And then we'll get more people excited about everything. One of the exactly. things that I liked mm -hmm. about that, um, that uh, Jimmy Fallon thing that he did with with uh, Chadwick, oh, Chadwick Boseman, yeah. mm -hmm. where that that one woman was saying, "I want to make movies, and you've inspired me." And he comes yeah. out, he's like, "What kind of movies what do you want to make?" Like he was legitimately kind of excited yeah. about like having this woman, mm -hmm. this African American woman, be excited about making movies, and that's yeah. what it's all about. Like yeah. she starts crying, and the whole, but it's it's a beautiful moment, and that's. Yeah. I honestly I think this is like right now it's kind of like a special time I feel like it things is. are just kind of sparking it off is. yep and we're gonna have some crazy creative boom in a couple of years I cannot but, wait to see yeah. the products of, I know of kids who grew up like with the MCU yeah like exactly. 20 years from now it's like what are exactly. you doing they'll be like okay I had this idea for this <laughs> it's like yeah. what yeah. Yeah. yeah like some crazy idea that stemmed with Iron Man 1 and then it leads in yeah. like some mega event would be awesome super interesting yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it I'm excited for it regardless of 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 all that other nonsense, I hope that they just come out and they're like, yeah, we got these really strong, yep. powerful, diverse filmmakers to make these episodes. When's it coming out, Adam? Uh, twenty. They don't, didn't officially announce we, a, we a date, date we don't okay. know. but the digital platform launches in 2019, so that's likely when the show will yeah. uh, debut yeah. as well. Okay. Um, new details on that Joker origin movie that everyone's Ooh, so stoked about. We're so excited. Very, very. very. Oh, I mean, shit. you know, I'm just like I'm sweating <laughs> under my arms just I know, thinking about I know. it. Uh, apparently, Sorry, so one Kevin. of the big reasons why <laughs> one of the big reasons why Martin Scorsese is involved in this movie is because of a movie he made in 1982 uh, called Kings of Comedy, and apparently King, King of Comedy, King of Comedy. Sorry, right, uh, with Robert of De Niro. Comedy Robert is De Niro. the yeah. Yeah. very Mac. funny. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, and apparently, the premise of this Joker movie is going to take inspiration from that movie and also from the Alan Moore graphic novel, The Killing Joke. And it's going to explore the Joker character as a failing comedian mm -hmm. and who then obviously turns much worse. Something triggers him and he turns into the clown, clown prince of crime that we all know. Um, I don't necessarily know how I feel about them potentially using a definitive version of the Joker story. I know we've talked about this at length previously. I'm hoping that this is potentially one-third or one-fourth of a potential storyline that they're going to use. And as we get closer and closer to this movie being made, which apparently might start shooting in the summer or may get delayed because now they're undergoing script rewrites with Todd Phillips 
and um, what was the name of the other writer? Uh, Scott Silver, who wrote Eight Mile. Um, they're undergoing some rewrites right now, but I don't necessarily know how I feel about them sort of coming out. And it's not Warner Brothers. It should be noted. It was, I believe, Deadline or The Wrap that, that broke the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know how I feel about them going with one potential backstory. I like the idea that we were talking about last yeah. time where it's like yeah. introduce four different possibilities Agreed. and constantly change Agreed. The outcome or change what the story is kind of like what they did with the dark knight i think that's what made that joker so interesting mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. you don't know the truth mm-hmm. uh so I, that's what i would hope for at least I don't know about it's you guys, it, it's this is it's very very strange to me because i'm as you're talking about this kind of thing i'm trying to think of the logistics of making a movie making three or four different movies that all kind of tie into each other maybe but tell one story right. sort of because in order to have a, a, a future in which we don't know if that's what happened, they did it well in Inception, but this is for a character who want, who at the end of it, you still don't know what's real, mm-hmm. you know, like and, yeah. and having four he's, different he's an unreliable narrators. Yeah, yeah, like because just like in, in The Dark Knight, like he's very unreliable. You can't believe any stories that he tells you and to have it told over four big budget movies mm. i don't know if that's a little bit too risky for what like if the big story studios to what if the story is the joker in the 80s or in the present day or whatever yeah. being inter- being being it interviewed be 80s, yeah. oh i see what you're saying like as a framing device like he's being interviewed by somebody today yeah and he's like well back in the 80s right. i was and this, this or was i this or was i that and right. he's just as a narrator in one movie telling you four different tales yeah. where details are different each time but in that I thought case you said, I thought you said detective- this oh did i say that i meant this exactly. uh, right sorry officer but so yeah. so so what i have to ask what's the payoff of that is the payoff going to be just a confused old guy in jail well that's or is it going to be the actual story told the payoff right. the payoff like, at the end of like the usual suspects is like oh kevin spacey fooled everybody yeah. kaiser soze yeah. was on the bottom of a cup or right. whatever like yeah. that's the that's the, the right. whole thing the reveal yeah the thing about the joker is that he is the villain to batman right and i don't know have okay correct me if i'm wrong has there been a successful uh we're going to focus on the villain of a superhero franchise movie yet have they done that not yet not superhero movies deadpool no. is a spin-off character so. who's held his no. own yeah we've had spin-offs we've had wolverine has had a franchise right. a successful right. franchise right. we almost had um, a sinister 6 but that never I mean, came to fruition could you count magneto he's kind of well he was a focus in first yeah. class for a part yeah. of it but then it became about x-men first class exactly the suicide squad Kind now of. That's a group. I mean, that I wouldn't call group. that successful, though. <laughs> and it, it's tricky because the Suicide Squad, uh, for it's me, an Academy Award-winning movie. Damn oh, it. I forgot. The Suicide I Squad forgot. has like a real specific purpose where it's like supposed to be B and C list villains, right? That like some of them are redeemed right. through their own little adventures as they're working for the government. Yeah. It has a real specific spot in like a larger DC yeah. universe. That's yeah, what it does course. in the comics, and that's what they were shooting for in the movie, where right. they already have an established Superman, Batman. Yeah. You know, in this story in the beginning, you had the guy from Stranger Things being like, "What if?" Superman wasn't good, right? And he turned evil. Hence the Suicide Squad. So there's right. like there's like a building blocks. Uh-huh. What I'm what I'm saying, and I think to your question, Augustine, like what's the payoff in this? Yeah. Can you do a Joker movie without Batman? Right. Or and and the question That's is is that something is that something that we should do? Right. If I don't we think if so. it can be done, should we do it? Well, that's to me that is sort of because this movie takes place in the 1980s. I imagine, and like I could be completely wrong about this because we don't know the details. But I would almost think that they would use this movie to, yes, maybe tell four different or have the Joker be the narrator of four different stories that then converge into one hopefully satisfying finale. And it's mostly about his rise from becoming this crazy dude who wears makeup into the Joker. And maybe it's before Batman shows up. Maybe it's right before Batman shows up. But like... Do we want to see Batman in this movie? Do we want like an '80s, another '80s version of Batman to show up, or are we fine well, with just dealing with the Joker well, well, story? Think about think about what would happen if Batman shows up, though. Yeah, Batman is the most popular money making <clears throat> superhero mm-hmm. that has yeah. ever been created. Mm-hmm. If we're just waiting an entire movie to wait for Batman to show right. up, then it's no longer a Joker movie. No. You know, this movie has to it be gets hijacked. Yeah, this movie has to be about the Joker. And I honestly don't see any kind of a satisfying end because the end to Joker is Batman. 
Like the reason he exists is because Batman exists. Mm. So yeah, what's the story arc going to be? Is the story arc going to be a guy telling a story that Batman no, kills him? Yeah, exactly. Like that's Batman what's, kills that's him? what's hinted at the or, end of the Killing Joke. Right, exactly. And the Killing Joke is set in the present, but has flashbacks to Joker being right. a failed comedian who has a pregnant who his wife. She yeah. gets mm-hmm. killed. He goes crazy. Then he gets dumped into a bat of acid. Right. Turns into the Joker, and then you know we're in the present day. Right. And Batman says to him, you know, I think we're going to kill each other. Yeah. I've been thinking about our relationship. Yeah. I think we're going to kill each other. And at the end, they're both laughing, and then one of the laughter goes away. Yeah. We just see, ha, 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 ha. It's all yeah. black. So people have said, speculated. It's hinting at the fact that Batman the finally Batman? kills okay. him. Yeah. And it's not – the thing about that story, too, it's like it's not even like a real story. Right. It's just like an exploration of the ideas and themes of Batman and the Joker. Yeah, exactly. But and also, then Barbara Gordon is like sexually assaulted in it. Yeah, you know? for whatever reason. Yeah. But also think about the implications that that has. It's like – are we supposed to be rooting for Joker at this point? Right, like, right. We, even in a movie with Batman in it, when we're always supposed to root for Batman, Joker's a complete psycho rapist maniac guy. Yeah. We're really going to make a movie where we're going to root for him even though Batman shows up? Especially if you have... So right now, it's they're, they're reporting that Joaquin Phoenix is the actor who's going to potentially play this role. Yeah. I, I just... I, I see Joaquin Phoenix going yeah. in a very dark... A dark route. Yeah. I yeah. Look at that. Look at that face. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very creepy that, face. But that's but that's the thing. I look at that and I go, yo, this dude's creepy fucked up and is going to murder yeah. you. Not, I want to root for him. And I, I right. the only way that they can do it is if they can sell us convincing scenarios where you would root for the Joker to get out of it only so he right. survives to maybe face Batman in some alternate future. But right. Is but that enough the, of a payoff? Where's, yeah, where's the payoff for that? Like, yeah. now, the, you're setting up a movie yeah. that we might or might not get, right. and and it's just, I don't think there's enough meat and potatoes there for a Joker movie to exist without the Batman. Like, it's just, yeah. Because the more not, and more we talk about the it, the more I'm convincing myself that it's not a Joker movie without a Batman. It feels as if the Joker is this name that Warner Brothers knows sells shit. Right. And is super popular, just like Batman, that it's mapped over right. Martin Scorsese doing a kind of a newer story yeah. similar to the one he did in the eighties, the yeah. King of Comedy, where a failed comedian like right. goes crazy or whatever, starring Joaquin Phoenix. If this didn't have the Joker on it at all, mm-hmm. this would be on my radar still. I'd be like, oh, that's gonna be like a good like gangster Yo. movie or like right. a good like right. it seems like a Martin Scorsese movie. <clears throat> but it, then it again, like you're saying, it just seems like they're just draping the Joker aspect over it. Yeah. And for me, what's kind of frustrating is that Certain comic book characters that have come from these worlds that were designed for children. Yeah. Characters like the Punisher. The Punisher first appears in Spider-Man comics. Watch his show, and it is rated R as Mm -hmm. fuck. And I'm okay with that for certain Mm -hmm. characters. Blade, the sort Mm -hmm. of darker fringes of this universe. Or in the DC world, Swamp Thing, John Constantine, right? The Joker is an incredibly R-rated character. Mm -hmm. But to me, he should always live in a world of PG-13 just right. because of his proximity to Batman. Does yes, that make sense? Exactly. In the same exactly. way that Batman is with Superman, is with mm-hmm. Green Lantern, is with Flash. These heroes are on a different level and they mean a different thing to, to the world mm-hmm. than characters like, oh, we're going to tell a fucked up story with like the Doom Patrol. Right. Or right. like, oh, uh, you know, the side characters mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, like, uh, what are we going to do over here with uh, Zatanna and yeah, Deadman yeah. and like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sort of Justice League dark characters. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. But I think that it would be almost. Um, Almost like kind of a bummer for me to like know that kids know that this Joker movie exists. Joker, like from Batman, like mm-hmm. from Lego Batman, mm-hmm. and it's something that maybe that's not for them. But right. then that's weird because there's because they've always pushed the envelope, especially with these characters in video games and animation, right. you know, and they get really gnarly and bloody with it. But at the end of the day, it's always kind of it's still Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there might be certain things that are not Adam West Batman for everybody for little kids or Lego Batman yeah. for everybody, but it's still something that's like you can kind of get to when you're like in your teens. Yeah, if you exactly. go full blown rated R NC seventeen with it, then I'm like, then that's not. Then don't then don't call it the Joker. <laughs> I think the only because we're rooting for else. like the bad sure. guy, and I don't. I, and you and should never in root other for stories, the Joker. Martin Scorsese is a master at telling these like morally ambiguous stories, mm-hmm. parables with these characters. Mm-hmm. I, they're they're cinema classics. Yeah. Should that be the Joker, the guy should who it be fights? Glorified? The guy who fights Batman. Yeah, like exactly. should we should we be like, hey, we'll have Scorsese do this, kill that guy, so Batman can come after you. I like, oh man, I don't want to root for that. I think the only sort of counter to that is the fact that we're gonna have a a, a all audiences Joker happening at the same time simultaneously with Jared Leto. 
I figured it out. I figured it out. Yeah. Uh oh. And Martin Scorsese isn't directing it, by the way. I think, right, I think the Hit reason the I pitch. feel weird about this is because this seems more like a movie studio trying to make a comic book thing work as a movie versus a movie studio looking at a comic book thing and going, we got to make a movie of this. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. They yeah. already have like a formula, like a thing that they know is like, well, we've fucking seen this and it's mm -hmm. awesome. It's Scorsese. Yeah. It's in the eighties. It's yeah. a failed comedian. We got Joaquin Phoenix sign on. This is going to be, this is a movie mm -hmm. and they were going to kind of fit this in here mm -hmm. as opposed to a movie studio looking at a thing and going, you guys, we got to make Batman the killing joke. Mm -hmm. This story is perfect. Right, let's exactly, do this. Exactly. And like, let's do everything in this production to like serve this story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Maybe that's mm -hmm. what I'm kind of feel weird well, about. Yeah. It, no, you know? I completely understand where you're coming from. It's just like, they're just trying to stretch an old skin, like a new skin over something very old. Marvel you know? Studios didn't look at the uh, the IP of Black Panther and go, well, what other Hollywood movies can we look at yeah. that, like, that, that, that we can help us conceptualize how we could even make this? They looked yeah. at this and they went, we got to do the movie version of Black Panther. Right. It's never been done. Right. Let's right. fucking do that. Yeah. And then they, they kind of blew that up. And then they up. made all the money in the world. So you know, they weren't like, well, what movies from the 90s or the 80s or the 70s are like Black Panther? It's like yeah. nothing, nothing like that. No, nothing. And this... This movie is in a, weird, a very weird spot, and honestly, I don't know what we're gonna see from this. I'm interested, but it's just I I don't see where the payoff for the audience is. Mm. This is it's, gonna this is weird. weird. If this Good is the if this is the first. I mean, yeah, if this is the first like Elseworlds, this is gonna be bizarre. Yeah, like, it's gonna I, be really I am, weird. Of course, very curious to see yeah. what happens, but it's not an Elseworld that's like you know, what if Superman landed somewhere else instead right, of Kansas? Exactly. It's not one of these classic comic right. book Elseworlds. Yeah. It's like. This else world is like, what if we just made a rated R Martin Scorsese movie, <laughs> and names like and the, Joker the Joker and Arkham Asylum yeah. and Gotham yeah. are in it? Yeah, I don't we'll, know. We'll don't see. Know. It's weird. It's a really weird. But it I'm could glad be. We had it the could be awesome. It could be the best comic book related movie. It could. I mean, yeah, That'd be a, a pleasant surprise. There's also that possibility that I could that Martin Scorsese has such a great idea and is going to blow all our minds. And then we're gonna want more movies like this. Yeah. Also very possible. But at this point, it's just very difficult to see where and where we and win. And it's also Todd Phillips directing. Now, I love the first hangover. Todd Phillips. I don't that's like right. I'm okay. not a big okay. fan of two. No. I'm not crazy about three. Nope. Old school's uh, okay. Yeah. I like yeah. old school. Yeah. Um if if it was Scorsese doing it, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. I, I can I see it. Yeah. But so so we'll 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 basically we'll have to see sort of how they take these different visions, put them on a paper. What ends up happening with it, and if Joaquin Phoenix ends up doing? Because I think having Joaquin Phoenix, that's a very particular type of actor to play yeah, that role. Yeah, so yeah. we'll I mean, see. It makes a lot of sense. And let yeah. me just skip ahead for a quick second because this is what it also kind of reminds me of. And maybe I'm just being a little too protective of my comic book shit. But like, <laughs> go to our top, our, our topic all the way at the end. Bloodshot, okay. Bloodshot casting. Okay. Right. I won't reveal who the casting is if you don't already know. But like. They say in this thing that the tone of that Bloodshot movie is going to be an 80s action film, RoboCop, Terminator, Total, Re Total Recall. Mm -hmm. And I read that and I'm like, okay, that's dope. Those are awesome movies. Mm -hmm. But I kind of wish, you know, when we were pitched a thing we haven't seen before, that mm -hmm. they were like, the tone is unlike anything you've ever seen. You haven't seen a right, Bloodshot right, movie. You right. know what I mean? Again, it's just like Bloodshot is Bloodshot. Yeah. I want to see a Bloodshot movie. Yeah. But Zach's getting real excited. Exactly. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I can tell you that what you think it's going to be. It's. <laughs> no, but like, and here's the thing too. You son the of thing. a bitch. To, de exactly. to defend that, to defend that sort of pitch, the tone is like you know, Total Recalls, you know, Terminator. Right, right. Yes, that's great. Ooh. That's great. And, and a lot of the times with these kinds of things, the pitch is purposeful. Like Zach just said, yeah. the pitch is doing something because it's because and in, in, in so, many, to so many in. times it's the only way these things can even get greenlit. Yeah. You have yeah. to go into the studio and be like, well, this this thing is like this. Have you guys ever proven, seen RoboCop? Yeah, that's yeah. already been proven successful. Like the Terminator. Yeah. RoboCop meets Terminator meets Total Recall. Yeah. Let's sign you gotta up. Use we'll those do that. Words, as opposed sure. to because, I mean, look, even Robert Kirkman, when he pitched the Walking Dead comic series, yeah. he was like, oh, it's aliens. Yeah. Like six issues in, I'm going to reveal that it's aliens are doing this experiment for right. zombies on you know on in, in on Earth. Right. And Image was like, dope. Now you got yourself a series. It's yeah. supposed to just a straight zombie drama. Right. He started writing it, to, you know, turning in the issues, the mm -hmm. scripts. They, the issues started coming out, mm -hmm. and one of his people, uh, editors or whatever at, at Image, was like, "Robert, were you are, are you going to do the alien thing?" And he was like, "Oh no, I lied to you. That was just to get like <laughs> greenlit." And then yeah. went, "Oh, okay, thank God, because don't ruin this comic, which right, is already right. so great." Yeah. So maybe we're just kind of seeing that pitch of it. Maybe we're just sure. seeing yeah. the pitch of like the Scorsese Joker, yeah. and we don't know what the what the script is. Yeah, if exactly. we were to read it, we would go, "Dude, this movie's going to be incredible." Yeah. So. 
I just that's what I'm saying. Like, there's still that chance, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm, it's it's good. Like I said, interesting. Wait to and see. see. It's yeah. all just wait and see. All right. See. Um, next thing we're gonna talk about EWs did a giant spread on Avengers Infinity War, giving us a little bit more tidbits about what to expect from Thanos and the movie itself. Oh yeah. I I really like reading it. There was a set report at the very beginning that talks about Captain America and Thor mm-hmm. being on the set, and they're describing the Anthony Bresnikan was talking about the set what Wakanda looked like and all sorts of stuff and talking about how like Falcon's there and Hulk and all these characters. I'm like, oh man, I cannot wait for this movie. Damn it. It's going to be so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the cool things that I liked was talking about Thanos and sort of his motivation in this movie, where, what sort of a place he's coming from. Yeah. And Kevin Feige says he's from a planet called Titan. That's no longer inhabited because of things that he thought he could help prevent. And he was not allowed to do that. What he feared most happened and the planet and everybody on it basically went extinct. He vowed not to let that happen again. He thinks he sees the universe going down the tubes. He thinks he sees life expanding outward unchecked. That will bring ruin, he believes, to the universe and to that life. That's either genius or horrific, depending on your point of view. <laughs> and most of our point of view says it's pretty horrific. So, uh, really if interesting. I'm, if I'm wrong, yeah. in the comic books, Thanos was from uh, Titan, mm-hmm. which is a moon of Saturn. Yeah. Uh, no. In the comics, is it I Saturn? think. Like in our solar system, yeah, it's, it's because doesn't Saturn have a moon that is called Titan? Very like, multiple. Moon. So they I don't just think like, it's Saturn. I don't think it's Saturn. Zach, do you know uh, what what like in the original, like in the seventies? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the Eternals. Like, a place or was for the Eternals. it? I forgot oh, what shit. planet it's orbiting. Jupiter was it Eternals or something? Yeah, I don't because know. because Star Fox is his not the Nintendo character, but Star Fox is his brother. Yeah, and he's yeah. in Eternal. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> brush up on some Thanos. <laughs> yeah, we gotta really brush up on but, the, yeah. on the Infinity anyway, War. Anyway, right? I like yeah. that he's from a planet called Titan. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was super intriguing. I like, I liked understanding a little bit more of like his point of view, his perspective, where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people thought that based on how he was revealed in the first Avengers movie, talking about courting death, mm-hmm. that that was gonna be his motivation in mm-hmm. this. And it's nice to actually. Yeah. Because I don't think with the trailer, I mean, we've only gotten one trailer so far, and we've had Thanos in the trailer, but it doesn't really heavily go into the why. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that, and you know, not everybody's going to read this article, but it's nice mm-hmm. to get a little bit more of like, this is why Thanos is doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That was really, really cool. And You know what's crazy? Yeah. This first quote up here at the top. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. Can we get into Can we Let's talk get about into that? This. Let's talk about this one. Adam. So Stephen McFreely uh, is one of the writers of Avengers Infinity War. He's written all the Captain America movies. He's one of the one of the two writers who's written all the Cap movies. And they were talking about basically how some of these people, some of these characters, some of these heroes, some will sacrifice themselves, mm-hmm. some will die in combat, what? some will ride off into the sunset. And Stephen McFeely says, "We're going to pull out the stops." And stop exploring. Oh, this is actually Robert Downey Jr. who says this. Yeah. Um, he says, we're going to pull out the stops and stop exploring conventions and look to do stuff where we go, oh, but if we do that, that's very, very definitive. Well, great. Let's get definitive for a change. Which is oh, like, shit. man, that's Which crazy. Is and very anti-comic book. McFeely, yes. what McFeely yes. says, what Stephen McFeely says is, it's safe to say we will see, it's safe to say we will say farewell to people. Yes. What I mean, this I told you that, I knew people were gonna die. And in that's this one. that's Man. one of the things that this article touches upon. It touches upon the fact that it's been ten years since the start of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does that mean for some of these characters? You know, some of these, a lot of these actors, their contracts are ending. A lot of these actors want to move on to other things. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, I, it's obviously very safe to say that there will be characters who will perish, yeah. if not in Avengers: Infinity War, in Avengers Four. Um, I'm calling it. It's going to be Hawkeye, and it's going to make me cry. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I think Hawkeye's definitely one of them. Of course, it's going to be Hawkeye. It's going to be Hawkeye. But I also think it's going to be Captain America. Uh, I also think it's well, maybe not Captain America. Well, maybe Captain I America. Think, it's definitely going to be Iron Man. Iron Man's going out in this one. I think. Oh, if man. Iron Man doesn't go out, I think this is there. There, there. Something will happen in this story or in the fourth one that is going to either force or convince Iron Man to move on yeah. and retire. Because yeah. he talks about his relationship with Pepper Potts and how. Mm-hmm. In the recent movies, it's it hasn't it's kind of been glossed over, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we're on a break right now. We're not, yeah. but I or think Spider Man. Oh, they're back together. Exactly. Like, it's not and, his movie. And Robert Downey Jr. talks about how like you know what's Iron Man's end game? Does he want to be a family man? Does he want to get married? Does he want to have right, kids? You right. know, like what's or the story is he going to go him? out like a hero? And I think he's going to go out like a especially hero. especially with this bleeding edge armor. Oh yeah, going into oh, deep yeah. space with this new suit. Yep. 
Yeah. Who knows? So I, I think Iron Man's going out. Spidey's not going out. <laughs> no. He's not going anywhere. I think it's safe I don't to say that Scarlet that, Witch is going anywhere. No, I don't yeah. think Vision's going anywhere. Um, Ooh, I don't know. I know, but I, I think know. Vision is gonna somehow come back. Yeah. Um, maybe he comes back as Jarvis if he doesn't maybe, come back as the Vision. Yeah. Maybe. I think he's. I think at this point he's already duplicated himself into something. Probably. And so I think there's a backup contingency for yeah. Vision. Do you think? Um, are you saying that Stark is gonna become the new Jarvis? That whoever maybe. inherits the mantle of Iron Man, That'd whether it's Rhodey or Pepper Potts yeah. herself or Riri Williams becoming the new mm -hmm. Iron Man, Ironheart, Iron yeah. that will hear Robert Downey Jr. like, okay, kid, here's what we're doing. Like, that would be, be dope. That be dope. Oh, make me cry. <laughs> if, if that ended up being Every the legacy, him, if, if he just comes in to record the voices, yeah. 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 That would like be an awesome. AI. Are you kidding me? That would be great. Yeah. If that's All right. I got to stop thinking about this movie because I'm going to keep coming up with shit and I'm going to be disappointed if I don't see it. I Well, given given the quote that he says, that they have to stop exploring conventions like mm, things yeah. that they have already done. Yeah, I think stuff like that is very much on the table. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think totally. I think anything and everything right now is on the table because not only you were saying contracts are ending, but I think people definitely want to move on mm. to do other things. Like, yeah. not to say Chris Helmsworth didn't do a bang up job on Thor three on mm -hmm. on Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? He might come back, but I wouldn't mind seeing the the lady Thor come come on Absolutely. and somebody you Jane know take Foster. the mantle. Yeah. Have a uh, what's your Either name? That or Valkyrie? Yeah, uh, what's your name? Um, who is who is the new Captain America right now? Um, what's her name? Oh, Peggy. Peggy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peggy's the new Captain America. Like mm -hmm. that's dope. Let's see mm -hmm. something like that. Let's see that mantle passed on. I just folded your paper. Uh, would, so it's just I it, would it's things that can pass on. Oh, and, for sure. And still I, carry that. I, I think, and I think that's what's been so so cool and so strong with some of the characters, both from Marvel and DC, is they create a legacy. Right. And I think Captain right. America is a perfect character to to turn him into a legacy character where. The mantle of what Captain America is right. and what he represents, what yeah. he means to not just America but the world. Right. I think you can pass that torch to Bucky yeah. Barnes or to Sam Wilson. Mm -hmm. I think there's opportunities to do that. Or I think go with extreme, Iron Man, go America Chavez. Yeah, or yeah. like with even with a character like Captain with uh, Iron Man. You know yeah. what? What does what has Tony Stark represented to the world? Ever since he was a weapons dealer to becoming a hero, yeah. someone who creates yeah. technology to help the world. Yeah. You know who inherits that mantle? Is right. it going to be an Ironheart? Is it maybe War Machine? Is it a brand new character? Right. But I, the idea of Tony Stark becoming the new Jarvis, so we still get a little bit of that legacy of what Tony right. Stark, who he was, and what sure. he, the impact he left in the world. We've seen right. that. We've seen That'd that be in amazing. comics. We've seen Tony yeah. be his like his AI yeah. self. You know, yeah. he kind of comes up as a hologram. It's literally what's yeah. happening. There, there I would love there. it if because in the same way that the DC universe has the Trinity, which is Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Marvel has Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. Mm -hmm. And I would love it if these characters retired, mm -hmm. but they're still in some way around. Yeah. There's versions of the same way that Alex Ross did Kingdom Come. He did Earth X mm -hmm. for the Marvel Universe where it's like what happens like a thousand years from yeah. now, whatever, whatever. And Steve Rogers like kind of lives forever. He does. He becomes this older guy, yeah. you know. So like I don't want to see him be Captain America forever, right. but I would love it if he got older, if we allowed Chris Evans to age yep. appropriately, but he was still Steve Rogers in the world and maybe he's right. the new Nick Fury. Right. Maybe right, he's right. in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and then Sam yep. is Cap or yep. Bucky is Cap or somebody else is Cap. I, I don't think they blinded Thor on accident. I know. He's going to ascend to I Odin. I want him yeah. to be the Just like his dad. And there can be a new mighty Thor yeah. Yeah. in Asgard and in the cosmos, right. but like I kind of want him to be the Allfather. Yeah. He he will be. If he loses that's his hand, like, the I, thing, yeah, that's the, it. The, 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 the I thing is not an and accident, dude. I would He's love gonna to see Odin. I would love to see Tony Stark kind of like the end of the Dark Knight Rises, Bruce Wayne gets a happy ending. Maybe he is with Pepper. Yeah. And he's just is an old scientist yep. inventor guy. Yep. And somebody else is is an iron person. Agreed. You know, Agreed. like I would and 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 those are the three that I want to see like still like Robert Downey, Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth. They can always bring them back if they yeah. want to, Chris yes. Hemsworth. Yeah. But like always leaves the door open. If Hawkeye dies, if Scarlet Witch dies, if Vision dies, if Scarlet Rhodey Witch dies, if die. Sam dies, if Bucky dies, if T'Challa dies, if Spider Man dies, if the die. Guardians die. <laughs> I would cry, if but I'd be like, dies. but I'd kind of be like, but at least Eternity is still alive yeah, in some exactly, way. Exactly. <laughs> There's hope. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Uh, it's going to be real interesting to see who goes and who stays. Yeah. I, I'm, but I think I think this is a perfect, and I think that's why they've held back on releasing what the title of Avengers 4 is. Yeah. I have a feeling, if it's not directly referenced in the title, yeah. I think it's going to be about the new Avengers. Who are they? Is it Captain Marvel leading it could them just be with called the Chala the new Avengers. It could that's be called I, the new that's, Avengers. That's what I'm. That's what it I'm. Could be called I have Avengers a, Secret Invasion. 
I have a feeling they're gonna release the name at the very end of yeah, Infinity like, War. Like, like, like they will Infinity return. These characters will return Avengers, in Avengers Secret Wars. Yeah. And we'll be New like, Avengers. No, they will return in the New Avengers. Boom. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's it's but you guys should definitely check out the article. There's a lot of really good stuff in there talking about cool. The motivations of the characters, sort makes of sense, what the sense. characters are going through, and great new images as well. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, really good read. And I usually tend to be somebody who doesn't try to read a lot of those because sometimes it can be a little spoilery. Yeah. But I, I want, I need, I want a little context. And well, with this all is the a- stuff coming out. I can tell you this probably trailer coming real soon. It's a big deal too, especially Robert Downey Jr. talking this way. It's a big deal. It is. It is yeah. a big deal. So I'm I'm really excited to see uh, how this all comes together next month. Man. Damn, one month. Do you Holy guys crap. think it'll be able to top domestically Black Panther? I I like, don't Black know. Panther's about to top the first Avengers domestically. Well, yes. I will say my expectation for this is like this Number is all one. time. Yeah. See, I here mean, here's the yeah. here's the here's the thing though. But it's like, it, what does it take away from Black Panther? Nothing yeah, because no. it's yeah, been sure, years exactly. sure, 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 It sure. doesn't take away. But here's the thing. This is the culmination for us who have been following yes. this for forever. Ten years. And yeah. and that's a very as much as much as we like to think we're in a big audience space. Right. We're not that huge of an audience space. You know, like people who were who went to go see Black Panther are people who went out of their way to go watch that movie yeah. because mm-hmm. of the cultural. Importance of never it. seen a superhero right before, yeah. this mm-hmm. movie is culturally important to us yeah but it's not culturally <laughs> Comic-Con, yeah, yeah to comic-con but it's not culturally true, important true. to like yeah. so it's not a movement guys we got to get out there and we got to start pitching this is black that panther movement. 2 it's I, black I, panther but 2 but i will say i, I to your 1. point but, 5 no but yeah. honestly i think because of the fact that avengers that infinity momentum, war will heavily yeah. feature wakanda black yeah. panther the door yep. malaje mbaku i think that could be a big enough pull for people to go oh it's it's on it's in Wakanda. It's, oh, let's go! Like yeah, I told you guys, told you guys, it. my friend LT. She she never watched any superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah. Saw Black Panther. Saw our reaction. Yeah. And then I told her I was like, you know, the uh, Infinity War is probably going to mostly take place in Wakanda. She's like, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. Exactly. Yeah. And she's already bought it. Look, it's it. like what they did with Justice League in the promotional material for Justice League, heavily featuring Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. the movie was great. Yeah, she I went was to great. Go see Wonder Woman. That's mm-hmm. that. That's like you use that momentum to build off of, and yeah. like, yeah. Even though w- whatever the stories were about Justice League, we're, you're gonna go watch it because you're like, yeah, well, they're featuring Wonder Woman very prominently. Yeah. let's go see what it's yeah, all about. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Speaking of the DC universe, a lot of people have been asking for nice a photo of the damn Shazam suit. <laughs> now, thanks to a photographer, I, I believe his name is a uh, Sean Sean Neal. I believe his name is oh, on Instagram, you on blast, Sean. Instagram and Twitter. Um, he went out, he he got some really nice high quality photos of Zachary Levi in the Shazam suit. He got some shots of uh oh god. Mark Strong. Mark Strong is Dr. Savannah. <laughs> Dr. Savannah. Yeah. So and honestly, like yeah. I know a lot of people were kind of ragging on the suit a little bit last week. They're like, it's padded and it looks like this and that, and it looks blah blah blah. It looks like Shazam to me. It yeah. looks like Shazam. It looks like it's a blend of classic and U fifty two. I think it looks great. I don't know. I don't really have any crit- criticisms about it. It's the padded suit. Spoilers: Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill have it too, and so do most other superheroes. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's um, we we did a lot of the VFX on other stuff, and you can tell when people are wearing. I mean, you can go suits. look at the behind the scenes of the Justice League Blu-ray, and they talk about how yeah. they built chrome plating yeah. for the suits, yeah. and they to give it a nice little shine. fabric. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's it's, it's not that big of a deal, and I, I hate that people are going in so hard on pictures like this because yeah. you can't do that. You have to wait until an official still from the movie yep. comes out. It's yep. not fair to like people were ragging on on uh Captain Marvel, their her yeah. suit and like oh it's all baggy and I hope it's not it's green and comics. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, well, that, I mean that's, that's part, part of it. Of people it, don't yeah. read comics, well, but green. also okay. <laughs> but also it's just Let me like crack my nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get Crack the nuts. I watched that today. Yeah. I laughed real good. Yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good good throwback. Um but yeah, it's just very unfair to judge things. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. When I saw them, I I was just like these don't look the best. Mm-hmm. But you have to remind yourself not to be fucking overly critical about right. stuff that's not officially press released yet. Right, right. If we if we get a press release and it still looks like he's wearing sure. a muscle suit, 
like where he's got sort of you could see the cavity like yeah. under the muscle suit <laughs> yeah. then call it out you yeah. know like yeah. then call out that that's a problem and even but then for now, sometimes production stills have been released and i'm thinking about that movie x-men first class yeah we got those first pictures and everyone oh, was no. like oh yeah uh, of apocalypse purple uh, apocalypse no i mean ev- yeah yeah like it's yeah. like an official production release and even yeah. then it's like oh it doesn't it's not color but i remember what you were talking about good in the first movie. class those promo pics leaked and everybody was like those, what the those fuck? yellow yeah. suits and yeah. everyone was like what and it's like go see the movie and it looks it looks cool in the yeah, movie. It right, fits, right, it fits right. within the context of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You brought up absolutely. a good point, though, because we had somebody reach out to us on Twitter asking, mm-hmm. you know, how do we feel about the suit? What, how, in what way do you think they'll enhance it? Mm-hmm. It's such a tough question to answer mm-hmm. because we can speculate all day, all night what mm-hmm. we think they're going, how we think they're going to enhance the suit mm-hmm. based on looking at it alone. I imagine that that lightning bolt is either going to have some sort of a light yeah, it's effect, gonna, a practical light effect. Like in the comics. It's going to glow. Yeah. Or they're going to surround it with lightning. And mm-hmm. I think that's maybe why they haven't really put out anything official yet yeah. because they're still tweaking exactly how it's going to look. on the VFX. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a strong feeling that the first production still that we see could very much reflect, I think it's volume one of the Shazam book where he's got the hood. Mm-hmm. Jeff Johns, oh, yeah. Harry Frank. Yeah. It's yeah, a great he's, book. He's got, the, he's got the hood on the suit. So I think it'd be kind of cool if they did something that's very much an homage to that where you have the hood the lightning bolts and shit yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not in a hurry to get that. It'd be nice to see it just so people can kind of stop talking about it and making it <laughs> to be such a big deal because I yeah. feel like yeah. every time we yeah. get unofficial images of these suits, it's such a big deal. And look at Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad put out an official image and everybody's like, it looks like cosplay. And I'm like, well, you can't win, I guess. I mean, you just got to wait for the movie yeah. and wait for the trailer. Yeah. I, to me, I like the pattern. I like the design. It looks like Shazam. I feel bad I because can't be mad about it. I feel bad because you yes. know people are reaching out and they want to talk about this stuff and it, and a part of me is like what you're saying Adam I'm like I don't want to talk about this yet it ain't ready yeah it's and not I'm not ready. trying to like give them the benefit of the doubt and just right. prop everything up because it's DC and I love DC mm-hmm. or I wouldn't do that with Marvel because I love Marvel and it's yeah. Marvel um it's or whatever it's just a thing of like man instead of sitting here and like and like putting effort into thinking about this right. and being mad or happy about it mm-hmm. i'd rather go read a shazam comic yeah right. get like, familiar with the character go go get history. familiar with the character mm-hmm. go go do your research mm-hmm. you know because if you're like oh, if you pull up a picture you're like man it doesn't look stop go read a comic book <laughs> go spend time and <laughs> effort the on that family love the Savannah? thing yeah. learn about it and then at least if you're gonna have that conversation later you can at least bring something to the table of like well right. i know in this panel it looks like this oh right. okay maybe right. i don't feel right. so bad about it but then again i know people just want to talk to us about this stuff because they might not have anybody to talk with about yeah. this and stuff yeah. and they're excited yeah. and you know and that's what that's what you want you want to shoot this shit with your buddies but i am i you know i know we pour over every single thing that comes out that's like pre-production it's like mm-hmm. don't worry about that shit i got that shit like i, I just i don't care like i want to wait that is you know? never not funny by the yeah. way never <laughs> not i got great. that shit and you should, <laughs> will you use uh, uh the prince gift today and someone oh, yeah. was like i heard it in yeah. my voice you're like uh, 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 like never not funny man never not funny it's so great, yeah. but uh, yeah, man. So like pre-production stuff, at least like photos and stills right, and stuff. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm like, whatever, you know. I just don't. Yeah, take oh, it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I think what you just said is is the best advice that we instead of pour, pouring over images and set videos, go read some Shazam comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. read the yeah. new Fifty Two stuff with Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, but also go back and familiarize yourself with the pre Shazam, the Captain Marvel version. Right. You know, yeah, like what right. was that character like before he became a DC yeah. comics character? Yeah. I think what there's, is he like a, after? there's a hardcover. I think that's like Shazam celebrating 75 years of yeah. the big cheese or whatever. Yeah. And it's yeah. like a hardcover and it'll have some of his early, yeah. right. you know, even go Just, watch young justice. He has some great stuff yeah. in yeah, young justice, sure. you know, mm-hmm. and where he's the mentor, yeah. which you wouldn't think <laughs> of him being a mentor. Yeah. And like, and, and you know, even when uh, the descriptions of the, the suit and all that sort of stuff was coming up, people were like, this sounds this sounds really silly and this and that. I'm like, you're kind of defining Shazam. Mm-hmm. If you're going He's into this movie not kid. expecting it to have some level of like humor and have that sort of a lighter tone, yeah. that kind of is the character of Shazam. This He's is kind an of an 11-year-old kid in an adult body. Yeah. This is kind of the shittiest comparison so far, but like, I'm like, honestly, the closest like superhero movie suit that has come to this idea kind of is maybe like jingle all the way and when arnold suited up his turbo man <laughs> yep. and, I'm, and, I'm, and i'm looking at some other production stuff and, and it kind of reminds me of it reminded me of turbo man and i'm like 
good. I'm like, that's who. That's, that's, that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. he's he's you an over the top cheesy our, kid. Our, it's called the big cheese. Our it's, buddy uh, Joe Starr was like, they're making a Saturday morning cartoon, and it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, right. you know. There you go. That's and, a good way to put and it. You go like, no, it should be. It should be dark. It's in the DCEU or DC Films or whatever they call it, and it should be in the same world as Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It's like. Yes and no. Uh, look at all the different tones that are available in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This right. is a totally different tone. Yeah. Right, It'll still right. be in the world. I really hope Zachary Levi's like, mm-hmm. oh, Superman's back? Cool. He's my favorite. But yeah. he's like a little kid. Right. And it's, right. you know, it's a different tone. Yeah. It yeah. is a completely different tone. Yeah, there's, yeah, already, there's already stuff on set. There's like, they're put featuring like Batman and Superman action figures and Gotham City news vans mm-hmm. and Superman. T- like, there you go. It's all part of the same universe. It's all self-aware. But, but I agree. These movies don't all totally have to be the same. That's to me, that's boring. Honestly, like I like the fact that you can have something dark and serious, like a Batman movie, something hopeful and inspirational, like Superman or Wonder Woman, and then have something that's a little more on the lighter tone, comical side, like Shazam, The Big Cheese. That's totally yeah. fine, very yeah. valid. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about: Vin Diesel's casting as Bloodshot in Valentine's Bloodshot movie. Bloodshot, Boom. full full circle here. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of perfect casting. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think kind so. of the little I've read of Bloodshot. Yeah, I think it's kind of perfect yeah. casting. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, the director is a first-time director. He's the creative director at Blur Studios. He's been someone who's collaborated with uh, Tim Miller, who was oh, the director of the first Deadpool movie. Uh-huh. This is sort of his first outing as a director. Uh, it's being written by Eric Heiser, who obviously has been very involved with the Valiant, but he's yeah. also the Academy Award. Uh, nominated direct, sorry, writer of Arrival. Yeah, Arrival. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. <laughs> Academy Awards. Eric's uh, a nice guy. I, my only thing about this whole Valiant universe thing is, you know, they've, they've reshuffled. There's been a whole reshuffling happening at Valiant mm-hmm. and how it's sort of being affected in the movie, movie space. I hope that these things actually still come to fruition. Apparently, they're on a very sort of aggressive schedule. They want to shoot this movie yeah. in the summer. But, man, I feel like we've been talking about this whole Valiant movie universe thing yep. since, I think, like two, 2014, 2015. 2015, it, I believe. A long time. Believe, yeah. Like, get it moving. We've been get ready it for moving. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear some casting choices because we mm-hmm. saw that yeah. little teaser with the with the web series. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of confusing because that's when we first heard they were picking up steam for their movie universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait. So Jason David Frank is bloodshot, mm-hmm. but he's not really bloodshot because right. there's another bloodshot in the movies. Yeah, and the whole the whole concept as far as I know about the web series was it was a way to introduce audiences to the Valiant universe who didn't know who those characters yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. They would use that web series to sort of propel and launch what the franchise and, and what the sense. series is. Yeah. And then the movies would sort of take over in a bigger form yeah. where they would be able to get these fans who are, uh, Hector just spilling water everywhere. Oh, no, just ruined his phone. phone. That's your brand new phone. They too, would, they would, they would use the web series to sort of bring in, these potential diehard fans into the movies and hopefully those diehard fans will then bring in their friends and their families and all yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff. So I, it makes sense why they did it. Um, whether or not that web series is going to come out, I honestly do not know. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything after that either. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's had two like fun-looking trailers, and I think it was a nice way to yeah. introduce people to the universe. But yeah. in terms of Vin Diesel, yeah, I mean, you want to bring in firepower into this into yeah. this universe. And there really there are very few other people other than Vin Diesel that you can bring into this. This is a great way. It's reuniting him with a producer from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So... I think they just hopefully a great, has a grasp on what they're doing. Great character match because the character of Bloodshot can be very stoic. Yeah. And just he is very, very like stoic. nonverbal and very smoldering mm-hmm. and very pensive mm-hmm. and very internal. And, you know, it's action movie guy. And right. so it's like Vin can do that There's shit. not a lot of action movie guys left. And yeah. Vin Diesel is yep, like one of the yeah. last. The Rock breed. is too charismatic to play Bloodshot. No, yeah. He's just <laughs> he's just Dwayne now. Yeah. Every Statham's time I see too him. British. And who? <laughs> David Statham. Uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. David Statham. David Statham. David Statham, uh, Statham, David Statham Frank. David, David Statham, Statham Frank. Frank Diesel. Yeah. Too, he's, he's too Cruise. impossible. He's too, yeah. yeah like, Travis yeah. Frucci. He's too busy to do it, man. The Frucci. Too busy to do it. Alex Puccinelli. Too cute. He's too, too much cute. of a cutie. He, cannot, a he cannot play Bloodshot. He's too cute. Yeah. He's too good looking. You see a smile and you're like... I'm not scared of you. You're, <laughs> you're, you're a nice. cool guy. You're a cool guy. You're not going to shoot me. Oh, you shot me. Oh, Bloodshot. Damn. <laughs> Great at art. Yeah. Uh, we, talked about it early, we talked about it earlier. You brought it up that it's supposed to have the tone of like Robocop Terminator yeah. and Total Recall, which I'm like, okay, if you're trying to lean into this 80s action thing, mm-hmm. that's fine. Cool. But it's kind of the same thing with the Joker movie is like, how much are you leaning into that? Or are you just using that as inspiration? Is that just part of your pitch? Are those your buzzwords Which, just fine. to get greenlit? And exactly. then you got a whole nother idea? Exactly. I don't know. I want every comic book 
movie project to be treated like we're gonna we're gonna serve this production. To, we're gonna use this production to serve the story and serve yeah. this product, yeah. not to f- get it to fit into whatever genre right, it is. Right, right, right. I believe. That the guys who are hired to write and direct Invincible, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, I believe that they know why Invincible is so fucking mm-hmm. awesome. I believe it, and I believe they're like they're trying to use the movie resources to just elevate that story. To like, show we're gonna, everybody else. To do the most awesome version yeah. of the story that we could. Yeah. I don't think that they're in there and they're like, well, I guess we could fit this to like, I don't know, kind of what we did with Superbad and Preacher. Oh, this will be yeah, fine. Like, yeah, yeah. They're trying to do Invincible. That Wiener movie? Yeah. yeah that could yeah, totally exactly. fit in the Invincible This would be like universe. Sausage Party. Uh, <laughs> you know. So it's Wiener, I want, it's Wiener Party. I want Hollywood Productions, oh, whether it's Sony, whoever else, whatever. Like, I want them to look at all of the characters yeah. in the Valiant universe and they have such great characters and right. be like, how can we make the best possible Renegades movie? Yeah. Uh, how can we make the, wait, is it Renegades? No. Is, it, is that Which, what it is? The one that's a uh, harbinger, I guess. Oh, harbinger. Yeah. harbinger yeah. yeah. How can we make the best possible, best possible harbinger movie? Exo Manowar. Exo Manowar yeah. movie. Faith. Come on. Like that character, fate. You know. Quantum and if, Woody. If somebody yeah. wanted to pitch Quantum Woody, is like it's kind of like Lethal Weapon. It's, I'm like that's fine, that's fine, but it's yeah. also Quantum and Woody. Right. And Faith right. is also Faith, and she's right. very unique. Well, she's kind of like Peter Parker, and she's you know living in the big no, city. No, she's not. That's fine. That's I fine. Mean, if we need to pitch it that way to get that shit done, but yeah. like I just but want this is what it is. you know yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I want. I, I and and I hope that that's where the universe is going. It's just let's let's get a little more steam going here. Let's let's see yeah, some production. Ready. This is like step in. one. I, I feel like there's yeah. been a lot of announcements of like these people are doing Quantum Woody. This series happening here. This movie's yeah. happening here. This yeah. like ju- just finalize something. goddammit. it. Yeah, Come the on. comics have really good momentum. They have a bunch of people, a bunch of writers from Marvel going over mm-hmm. and writing all their stuff. So they got that shit. Like mm-hmm. that's on. That's they got that shit on lockdown. You know what? <laughs> and in the in the meantime, while we're waiting for the stuff, uh-huh. I need to go back and be reading way more Valiant. Yeah, like, I agree. That's that's agree. what I've been meaning to do. I'm reading so much comics. Or I'm reading so yeah. much DC stuff. I'm yeah. trying to read as much Marvel stuff as I can. I'm trying to catch up on the Marvel Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I got stuff, dude. Next time you come over, I'll let you borrow shit. Mm-hmm. Star mm-hmm. Wars, Marvel. Like I'll hook it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to go through my collection i'm reading star trek comics like yeah. mad but at least with the star trek thing i signed up for a subscription service they send them to my house oh nice and it is beautiful that's awesome they send me every month two hardcovers of star trek comics collected and it's oh. gorgeous and it's a thing where like i don't have to hunt them down track yeah, them, but yeah, you know yeah. i'm already paying for the subscription service they send them to me and i'm like great done read them boom on my shelf it's, <laughs> it feels so good and i kind of wish like I wish that I could just do that. I wish I could click somewhere and be like, Valiant, please. And All every the month they'll send me like two books. Yeah. You know, know. two paperbacks. Like, okay, here's Exo Manamore Volume 1 and Volume 2. Yeah. I'm like, great. And then next month it's like, here's Ninjak. I'm like, oh, great. That's like, why I, I would just love that. That's why I'm waiting to buy invent all the Invincible comics because yeah. that's about to end. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and I got then most just of get them. like the mega collection of yeah. it. You know? And you know so, what else I got? Yeah. I had, I had to get it on uh, eBay. Is the volume uh, collected of when Invincible crossed over with Spider Man in Marvel Team Up? Oh, did you ever read yeah. that? No, I haven't read that one yet. I it know. is so good. I, I need to get that. It's one. one of my favorite comics ever, ever of all time. And, well, Invincible and, is just the best comic ever of all time. Yeah, anyway, it's so freaking. That's good. Like, like your like, ultimate dream, right there. Yeah, <laughs> man. It was a pretty special. Cool. It was a pretty special time in my life. That's I'm not cool. gonna lie. Like Spider Man. Was, was it drawn by Ryan Otley? Uh, no, it was drawn by Corey Walker, the original artist oh. for Invincible. Oh, so it had that, oh, okay. yeah, the, okay. like the first six yeah, or yeah, eight yeah, issues yeah. or whatever. Okay. And he ta- he visits Spider Man and he goes back to Avengers Tower because at the time Spidey was living at Avengers Tower in yeah. the New Avengers, and he meets Iron Man and Luke Cage, and and the whole time he's That's making so fun dope. of Spider Man's name because he's like Spider Man, isn't that a little on the nose? Mm-hmm. Your name's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. It's like, and so then he meets all these other characters. He goes, he meets Captain America, Wolverine. He goes, well, let me guess, are you Flagman, Claw Man? <laughs> like, it's so good. It's that's so good. Amazing. Good. I love it. Oh, so man. yeah, I'm gonna let you borrow that. But yeah, okay, that's what I've been doing. Is I've been collecting my books in, in paperbacks. That. So like in the meantime, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go and just do that deep dive in Valiant. And, yeah. You know, crack and nuts and open a thing that I still need to read and yeah. get it back to him. And so yeah, nice, yeah, crack nice. my nuts. Crack the nuts. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, guys, thank you so much for checking out this latest episode of Hyperheroes. Please let us know in the comments below how you feel about the brand new Star Wars TV series, what you're thinking about the Joker movie, this Valiant news, and everything else that we covered. What are you most excited to see in Avengers Infinity War? Yep. We're so close to this movie. Yep. I'm so excited. We need another trailer yep. desperately. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, Hector, where can everybody find you? Find me on the internet at Hector is funny. I just talked Amores Peros with my buddy Agustin Rios. We got a bunch of great episodes coming up of the 500 Greatest Films podcast. You can look for that on Twitter and places like iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher. It's 500 GF Podcast on Twitter. New episodes every Monday. Um, And uh, Adam is still on lockdown to do Halloween. And Mm -hmm. also, you know what I'd like Mm -hmm. to know? 
if you want to get into comics, I've been doing this a lot lately, and I think even if, um, from our last episode, people have been hitting me up. Yeah. I like this character. Where do mm-hmm. I start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. We, Don't we worry about you. it. There was actually a good one about yeah. Superman. Yeah. 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 You know, and and I know that people recently have been complaining about the uh, the Marvel, like, oh, they're renumbering again. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's not. It's not though. If you wanted to read Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. you'd find Volume One of or like where to jump in. Yeah. You know, so. Here's my uh, uh, proposal to you. If you wanted to get into anything that we talked about tonight or whatever, hit me up. And if I don't know it, I know people who do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just back on Twitter, boop, get this, get that. Uh, and then like, let us know mm-hmm. in the comments below what comics you're reading. Man, let's mm-hmm. fucking talk about comics. Yeah, y'all reading yeah. some comics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If not, that's cool. Next what would you talk about? The new, read? the new DC Black Label that's coming out. That's exciting. That's right. That's, that's that is a new very thing. exciting yeah. stuff yeah. in that dude. Mm-hmm. Kelly Sue DeConnick, mm-hmm. writer of Bitch Planet, Zach. You excited about that Wonder Woman book from Kelly Sue DeConnick? That Black Label? That's what I'm talking about. He's Frank excited. Miller's doing Superman? Okay, man, it's going to be one. weird. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thing, but yeah. so like, yeah, man, I really like the. And then Neil Gaiman announced a Sandman universe. Did y'all see that? Like a couple I didn't different, see that, no. A couple different things happening, you know, with like yeah. his sort of Sandman universe. He's coming back to that. So like really exciting stuff. And the thing I'm most excited about, Brian Michael Bendis doing Superman. Oh, that's right. Brian Michael right. Bendis, co-creator of Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, yeah. Miles Morales. That's going to be cool. Been writing Spidey since for mo- ha- more than half of my life. Like mm-hmm. him doing Superman, oh, muy excited. A legend meets <laughs> muy a legend. Excited. Oh, yes. Absolutamente. Nice. Augustine, where can people find you? Uh, I don't have as, cool, as much cool stuff to say like Hector did. So just find me at <laughs> L underscore Santa Taco. Uh, and that's it. Uh, you can find me here every single week doing this show, yeah. Cineverse, obviously with Cameron and Elizabeth. Uh, I'm on all social media, just under Adam Lavic. Thank you guys so much for watching, and uh, we'll catch you next week.